Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. Greetings, my listening audience. I'm happy today to be with Dr. Clint G. Rogers. Dr. Clint G. Rogers, PhD, is a university researcher who had no time for alternative medicine until he encountered the ancient healing world of Dr. Naram while desperately searching for a solution to keep his own father alive. Since then, Dr. Clint has spent 10 years traveling with Dr. Naram, documenting many ancient secrets and thousands of healing stories. He's now published a book, Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, in which he shares some of those stories. In the book, he also describes meeting great Himalayan masters who are living to more than 130 years and reveals the six secret keys they are using to create and maintain vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind. Dr. Clint gave a popular TEDx talk on this topic that has been viewed by millions. Clint is currently the CEO of Wisdom of the World Wellness, trustee of the Ancient Secrets Foundation, and president of the International Ministry of Peace. Uh, Dr. Rogers, by the way, is also joining us today from India. So welcome, Dr. Rogers. So glad to have you here. Uh, super to be with you, Bob. And I just want to say, for everyone listening, so good to be with you right now. I don't think it's an accident you're listening to this, and I'm excited to see what we discover together. And we're going to go on a journey with you. So in today's episode, uh, we're going to explore your own personal journey, how you got to be where you are today. Um, and I want to talk, I want to touch on some of the major events in your life that have brought you on this healing path. So take it away, Dr. Rogers. Tell us about your life. Yeah, well, you, you had mentioned in the introduction, I started out as a big skeptic. So the title of the book, Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, you know, the subtitle is A Western Skeptic an Eastern master and life's greatest secrets. And I was such a big skeptic. I remember even when I was uh, in high school, college, if people would come and talk to me about some alternative, you know, what we call alternative medicine, I, it was kind of, it was like a conversational stopper, <laughs> you know? And it sounds so arrogant of me to even say it now, but it, like there was something inside of me that questioned their either sanity or intelligence or something you know like I thought it's just so obvious that if we are going to have a solution to our health problem it's going to come from our well-funded universities and hospitals not through some random it you know sounded to me random system or you know so I was a big skeptic and uh, even even when I was working on a project for wisdom of the world uh, we were trying to spread inspirational messages during the holidays so there would be less depression and suicide and we're interviewing remarkable people so very famous people and i remember i had a, my list out and i was asking one of my friends who was connected with a lot of these famous people if she could introduce me and she she loved the project she looked through the list of my of the famous singers and you know actors and sports athletes and 
She's like, you know, a lot of the people on the list, they aren't who you think they are. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, their personal life isn't what their public life looks to be. And I don't think they match your message. She's like, but who you need to talk to is two people. And she gave me the name of one of them was this master healer by the name of Dr. Naram. Now, as I, I did was, it wasn't in my mind to interview a quote unquote master healer. It sounded weird to me. I wanted to do mainstream popular people, you know? And so I said, are you sure you can't introduce me to some of these other people now as whatever you want to call it, fate, coincidence, what have it. He was at the, that master healer, Dr. Ram was at the hotel and walking down the hallway right then. And this is actually in chapter two of the book, this meeting where I meet him and he's dressed in white, you know, he has this white Nero suit on, you know, crisp black, you know, black hair with just a little wisp of white mustache. And, and he just has this like kind of vibrant enthusiasm about him. And, he meet, and we meet, he's like, what are you doing? I said, you know, we're doing this project. And he's like, okay, super. I want to help you. <laughs> so then I, then I was like, okay. So we set up the interview time. Even in between then and the interview time, Bob, I don't tell this to many people, but I did research online. I actually have part of this in the book. And it just sounded too weird for my brain to really make sense of it. And I was like doubting, why am I interviewing this guy? You know, like he had a good energy, but it's like, I don't want to, I don't want people just to think our project is weird because we're interviewing weird people and are doing people that are doing stuff that's unusual. So that was my mindset. You know, that was how, like, it was really difficult for me to even like be open to uh, like having an interview. But the interview was really fun, really good energy. And at the end of it, he said, he's like, you know, Clint, what is it you do? I says, well, I'm a university researcher. I study technology innovation. I help, uh, I help people throughout Europe, Africa, developing countries do technology innovation. He's like, oh, I have a technology. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it goes back thousands of years. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, this technology I've, I've now used to help over a million people, including the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela. I was like, well, can you tell me more about what it is? He's like, yeah, this is a technology that my master gave me. My master lived to be 125 years old. My master's master lived to be 145 years old. My master's master, master, all the masters in this lineage lived to these old ages. And the original master was Jivaka, Master Jivaka, who was the physician for Buddha. And, and so in this lineage, we, we passed down and preserved these secrets, the six, six secret keys of Siddha Veda for how anyone can have vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind, rarely achieved. So I, I didn't know what to make of that, you know? And... Uh, He's like, he's like, yeah, my technology, I know it works. The only technology I don't understand is this one that they keep calling internets. <laughs> and so he said, do you, do you think you can help me know what this is and how to help more people? And I was like, well, I know you can reach a lot of people with the internet, but I really don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know what these are. He was using words like pitta, vata, kapha, um, like words I didn't had, had no connection with, I never heard before. And I just didn't know what they meant. And I didn't even know if they were real. I liked his, who he was. So I just said, you know, I know you can reach a lot of people, but I'm not sure this will, I don't know if you can, I don't know. I don't understand what you're doing. He says, oh, come to India. I'll show you. Come to one of my clinics and I'll show you what I'm doing. 
well, I thought I was flattered that he invited me to come to India, but you know, Bob, I had about zero interest <laughs> of going to India. Like I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't on my map or my schedule. I did travel a lot. Like even that next year I'd been in, I was in 40 countries just with the work I was doing, but I never had an interest to go to India. Somehow I had like a prejudice against it actually. So then long story short or fast forward, I was in California for the same project in San Diego. And my friend who was helping with the project, Joey, he's, he invited me to meet this uh, one of his friends. So we were meeting his friend in this cafe and her name was Alicia. The instant I saw her, I was like, oh my goodness, she's so beautiful. You know, and as we started talking, I was like asking her, because I was nervous, you know, I was really nervous meeting this beautiful woman. So I was like asking her, what are you, what are you interested in? What's your passion? And she's like, oh, I love India and I love Ayurveda. I was like, what is Ayurveda? And she's like, this is the science, it's the translated means the science of life. So it's, a, it's one of the ancient Indian systems or Eastern systems by which you not just overcome disease, but you can also avoid sickness. It's preventative. And I was like, wow, you know, and I was really interested in science. Normally I would discount a conversation like that and I would just move on, like I told you. But I was really interested in science, but I was really interested in her. <laughs> so then all of a sudden I became more interested in whatever she was talking about. So I, I tried to impress her. I was like, you know, I just met this master healer. I think he practices something called Siddhaveda. You know, his patients are people like the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa. I was just, you know, name dropping, basically. I was like, he, he asked me to come see him. You know, would you like it if I introduced you to him? And then was like this amazing moment where this very beautiful woman wrote down her phone number on a sheet of paper and handed it to me and said, that would be my dream come true. <laughs> you know? So then I, like my, my bliss for a couple minutes faded away quickly because I was then I was like, oh man, I have to follow up. And now I have to like follow up with this. So then I, I, uh, I remember calling the phone number that I had for, for Dr. Ram's assistant and saying, you know, he invited me to come to India, but is that for real? And when is the next clinic? And so lo and behold, less than two months later, I was in India with this beautiful woman on the way walking towards the clinic of this master healer, you know, and mostly just so her dream would, I helped her dream come true. Even I didn't know if anything would happen from the relationship, but I knew this is a good, good step, you know, and I really like her. So yeah, and uh, yeah, so then, whole series of events happened that changed my life um how much time do we have bob and, and does that spark any more questions you want to ask uh you have about another 10 minutes oh uh, <laughs> sorry about it yeah about another five or ten minutes good five or ten minutes okay so if you watch if for those who many people have seen my tedx talk already which is called ancient secrets of a master healer so all of what i shared preempted what i shared on the tedx talk even what I saw in India was remarkable, Bob. By anyone's standard, it's hard. It scrambled my brain. I was thinking, can, is this really possible that this is... I saw people come with all kinds of crazy diseases and illnesses and whatever, and they claimed that Dr. Ahmed helped them heal, that this system had helped them heal. Can I back you up for one second? Yeah, please. I, I want you to take us to the first time that he really blew you away, that you saw something that you said, oh my goodness, this is real? Oh, great question, Bob. Yeah, you know, actually, 
in chapter three of the book, I share, I even, because I was videoing everything. I mean, I'm a researcher. I'm a university researcher by training. So I was documenting it just out of habit, basically, you know? So videotaping and taking pictures and whatever. And this little girl who is autistic had never spoken in her life before, never spoken any words or anything. Um, and she was like eight, nine years old, eight or nine years old. And, and Dr. Tom says, okay, I'm gonna, telling the parents who are basically devastated, they have this daughter, can't communicate with her. And there's the, one of the six secret keys of Siddhaveda is something called Marma Shakti. Okay, so Marma Shakti is understanding subtle energy points on the body. When you press it, it activates certain things physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So he's pressing certain points on this girl's body. Again, my skeptical mind was like, this is ridiculous. You know, why is he just pressing these points? Like one was right below, right below the nose, you know, on the upper lip. One was her pointer finger. One was on her forehead. Then he did something with his fingers on her neck. And then he would say, say mommy, mommy. You know, he did this several times and nothing was happening. She'd just go, like, ah, you know, like not being able to speak. He pressed the points. He was so focused, so committed. And then at a certain point, all of a sudden she said, mommy. And everyone in the room was applauding. Like we could not believe the magic of this moment. I looked over at the mom. She was the only one not applauding. She was in tears. You know, you can imagine me having an eight-year-old child that never says mommy. And the first time she says mommy in this context, you know, the room was surrounded with doctors from England, from Japan, from Italy, from Germany that were learning from him, the other patients that were there. So there's maybe 20, 30 people in the room applauding. And this little girl just started, you know, it was her first words at age eight or nine or whatever it was. I was like, wow, that's really amazing. Like I felt the magic of it. And uh, then I saw other cases, people come with chronic and acute health challenges like diabetes, high cholesterol, arthritis, all kinds of different kinds of cancer, hydrocephalus, which is when, when the water retention is in the head so much that it makes the head three or four times its original size. I saw people bring their animals too, their dogs or whatever, uh, owls. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. But I still, I still kept thinking maybe it's placebo effect. You know placebo effect? Mm -hmm. But can you explain that for our listeners? Yeah, so placebo is if you really believe something, then it just works. So every kind of a clinical trial in the US or Europe or wherever they do medical clinical trials, they usually have to do a double blind study, which means they give the actual pill to someone and then they give a, a sugar pill. And they tell the, the people the same thing about both pills. And always for the sugar pill, a certain amount of people get better just because they believe it's the right, it's the other pill. So you can only count something as having efficacy as it working in a double blind study if it works better than the placebo, which is that one that just is like the dummy pill. So I think placebo is amazing that if you believe something's going to make you better, it does. So I'm not, I have no problem with placebo, but I just thought this must be these people are just believing him so much and Indians must just believe this stuff, you know? So that was the way I could discount it or just somehow make sense of it. Because otherwise, why wouldn't more people know it was possible? You know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't integrate it in my mind. Well, and then I went home and, and my dad called me on the phone. 
one day and he said, can you meet me in my office? I was like, okay. So I met him in his office. He sat in the chair to the side of his desk. I was sitting in the chair at the front of his desk. He looked at the ground for such a long time. Finally, when he looked up, he said words that I'll never forget. He said, you know, I haven't told your mother, I haven't told your brothers or sisters, but I don't even know if I'm going to live through to see the end of this week. And I just want someone to know where the loose ends are so your mother doesn't have to worry about it. I felt like life had punched me in the gut. You know, like whatever else was important, all of a sudden just faded away. Like I couldn't think of anything. My mind was rushing with, you know, if I only had a couple of days left with my dad, all the things that I thought I would be doing with them, I thought he'd be there at my future wedding, read stories to my kids, you know. And I'm thinking maybe I don't even have him for a couple of days. And I'm looking at him in so much pain. And I said, Dad, what's the problem? He said, you know, I, I'm visiting four doctors, four top doctors. They have me on 12 medications for cholesterol, for diabetes, for high blood pressure. I'm on a CPAP machine, sleeping pills. I have a GI cocktail. I have different kinds of arthritis medication. He was taking something even for depression and for like an early onset of, of Alzheimer's, so dementia. And he, he was in so much pain at night, he told me. He felt like someone slammed his body against the wall. So much pain that he said, sometimes I don't know if I want to live to see the morning. Now, this is my dad, who's always been optimistic. To hear him say this was like heart crushing, you know? And so I'm listening as closely as I can to what he is talking about. But at the same time, I kept thinking, I need to get him to see this master healer. So I said, Dad, I just met this master healer. And you know, I hadn't told much to him or anyone because I even sounded crazy to myself. And it was the kind of thing that I, don't, I wouldn't talk about because it makes me sound crazy to myself. But when you're desperate, you do different things. So I told him, you know, I need to, you to meet this healer. My dad says, was listening, but he's like, no, Clint. I've already tried alternative stuff. I tried homeopathy, reflexology, Chinese medicine. I tried reflexology, so many things he tried. They helped a little bit, but they, they, did, they didn't help me. He's like, please just pay attention where my passwords are. Finally, at the end of it, I said, for Father's Day, I don't care. I'm flying you to see this, this man, this master healer. At that point, my dad cracked a smile and said, at least it can't hurt. I know we're running short on time, Bob, for this section. I just encourage people to watch that TEDx talk. It's called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer. And I'll just give a short synopsis that six months later, my dad called me into his office. We're sitting in the same chairs. He says, I have another big problem. I was like, what? He pulled out his medications from behind the desk. He said, now I don't know what to do with all of these. He'd gone from 12 to one. No more high blood pressure, no more cholesterol, no more diabetes, no more CPAP machine, no more sleeping pills. His mind was so sharp no pain in his entire body. And I thought, oh my goodness, if only more people knew that this was possible. If they just knew it was a choice. You don't have to choose it, but at least you should know it's a choice. You know, so then that, that propelled me on this whole path for the last 10 plus years. Yeah. What a beautiful story. And uh, we're going to pick up with that on our next interview where I want to Talk a little bit more about Dr. Naram and his teachings and maybe look under the hood and try to figure out a little bit about how all of this works. So Dr. Rogers, thank you so much for that amazing story. And we look forward to hearing a little bit more in our next section.
Yeah, Bob, actually, are you, can I share one takeaway for everyone? Sure, please do. I just want you to think about someone you love. You know, think about someone you love and just ask yourself, do you want them to live a longer life? <laughs> you know, do you want them to live a good quality of life, a healthier life? So that's my challenge is think really about those that you love and what would you be willing to do for them if they were in pain? And on the next section, we're going to talk about some practical things you can do for yourself and those you love. And please listen, everybody out there, to that next section. I know if you're like me, you absolutely want to hear what's to come. Thank you. This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Fetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.